0: Grud and I are full-time RVs. We roll into a church somewhere, set up on their property, and I help them work through their problems. If they have a problem, it's not my problem, it's their problem. I'm there to help them solve it. Uh, And it's awesome. I absolutely love it. You know, if y'all have a problem here, it's Pastor Mike's problem. It's his baby. Me, I just go in there and try to fix their problems. And, uh, you know, I just tell them, if you get mad at somebody, get mad at me. Don't get mad at your new pastor when he gets here. I didn't come to stay anyway. So it works fine. I just have to listen to people. I misunderstood this guy the other day. He came down during an invitation. He said, Pastor, I need you to pray for my hearing. And I said, Okay, I will. So, you know, I try to do the spiritual thing supposed to. do. I just kinda laid my head my hand up beside his head there and I prayed, Lord, I just pray you bless this guy's hearing, Lord. He needs to be able to hear and pray your blessings on him that you'll help him through this he got done. I said, Is that better? He said, I don't know, Pastor said, My hearing's next Tuesday morning at ten o'clock. And you just have to listen, pastor, see what people are really telling you. Hey, let me ask you a question. How many of you could look at me and say, as we go into nineteen or 2017, I'm behind a few years. As we go into 2017, my life is absolutely perfect. We got one that can say that, two that can say that. You guys are awesome. More power to you. Three. Good deal. How many of you, how many of you have to say, preacher, I... I got some problems in my life I need to work through. Well, that I've chosen the right sermon this morning because I want you to understand something. You see, Jesus never said life was going to be a bed of roses. Jesus never said life was going to be a piece of cake or a stroll in a park or a Sunday school picnic. Life sometimes is difficult, but he did say this, I will be with you always, even until the end of the world. Now I want you to take your copy of God's holy, inspired, infallible, inerrant word and join me in the second book of the Bible, Exodus chapter 14. Exodus chapter 14. And while you're turning there, let me set this up for you. God's own people had been in the Egyptian captivity. They were slaves, they were unappreciated, they were unappreciated, they were unloved, they were unliked, they were working hard, they were slaves, and God, and they cried out unto God to get them out of their problem. Now, those of you who've known me for many years, and I, I was in the early stages of this church, so a lot of you do know me, and I looked around, a lot of you don't, and I don't know a lot of y'all, but, but I know a lot of people in this church. And those of you that know me, know me well, you saw me go out of here and pastor, and I pastored before I ever came here. Worked with the children's ministry here for a long time, the Sunday school department here for a long time. Some of you have seen me go through some difficult times. Now let me tell you, what I want to do is I want to help you this morning to be able to trust God for whatever you're faced with for 2017. I want you to learn today that God is always faithful. He's always there. He's always loving. He's always kind. And sometimes when we're in trouble, we just don't see God. Sometimes we want to tell God how big our problems are, <coughs> when in reality, we ought to be telling our problems how big our God is. And um, this is what I want you to know. Some of you saw me leave here one time and go out to pastor a church, only to see me eight months later on a Sunday morning and voted out of that church for no apparent reason other than they just didn't like me. Uh, I didn't do anything illegal or immoral or wrong. They just didn't like me. They didn't like my style of leadership. They didn't like me, and they sent me packing. Eight months later, now let me tell you, do you know what a preacher goes through when that happens? Sometimes we look and say, God, where are you when I need you? Lord, I want to serve you. God, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I can't even get along with church people. They want to fire me. They want me out the door. What's the problem? And sometimes when you have such great problems facing you, you just don't see God there. And you look and you say, God, what, where are you? You see, I've been there and done that. I've gone through difficult times in my life when a doctor looked at me and said, your wife laying here on on this stretcher has got to have brain surgery right now. Get your family on the way in. It doesn't look good. Y'all, I understand how to trust God when times are tough. And you don't learn that unless you go through it. You see, you don't learn those things on the mountaintop. You learn these things in the valley. So here's the children of Israel. They had been slaves, they'd worked, they'd served, they'd had problems, and now they cried out to God and God said, okay, I'm gonna deliver you. So God's leading them out through the leadership of his chosen servant, Moses. And God's telling Moses everything to say. He said, Moses, you say to the people this. And he'd go say it. Now, Moses, you go say thus and thus. And he'd go say it, whatever he told them to say. And all of a sudden now, They've been delivered, and they're fleeing away from the Egyptian army, chasing them from behind. A desert this way, a desert this way, a sea this way, and there's nowhere to go. And then Moses looks at the people, that, just like you think what happened when things look like they're about to fall apart, and your pastor stands up here and tells you something. Moses looks at the people and said, okay, park it right here. We're going to camp. What? Moses, you telling us, you, Pastor, you want us to camp here? Do you not see that army coming after us? Do you not see what's going on? So this is what I want you to know. You think you have problems in life? I think I have problems in life. There's life after termination at a church. There's life many times, for maybe not always for every stroke patient, but there's, there's life for the family afterwards. There was life for my wife afterwards. There's life for my family afterwards. And there's quality life for us afterwards. What I want you to know is whatever you're faced with, your husband may be difficult to deal with. Your wife may be difficult to deal with. The jerk that you work for may be difficult to deal with. Your kids may be difficult to deal with. Your parents may be difficult to deal with. Your teachers may be difficult to deal with. Your, your, Your classmates may be difficult to deal with. But this is what I want you to know. God thinks you're awesome. Listen to this for me. Let, me. let me throw in a little excerpt for you. The God that created the world, the God that put the sun and the moon in space and told them to stay there, and it did. The God that spins the planets thought that there needed to be one of you in it. One of you, one of you, sir, one of you, sir, one of you, ma'am, one of you, sir, one of you, sir, one of you, ma'am. God thought there needed to be one of you. And God has a great plan for your life of 2017. In fact, the Bible tells us God has plans for us. So you got problems? I want to show you some things how to help to handle them. Here were these servants of God, God's own people. In Exodus fourteen, being delivered. And let me show you a couple of things. Number one, I want you to realize this. Jot this down if you're taking notes today. The first thing I want you to know is this: God knows right where you are. God knows where you are. He knows you're hurt. He knows your problem. He knows what's going on. And in Exodus chapter fourteen, verse one, the Bible says this. Now the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, "Speak to the children of Israel." That they turn and count before Piharoth, uh between Migdal and the sea opposite, Baal Ziphon. Uh, you shall count there before the sea. Can you imagine, pastor, that they, they had a chariots chasing them, warriors chasing them, soldiers chasing them. And they come up to the sea and there's nowhere to go. Too much desert that way, too much desert that way. Chariots coming around this way. And the pastor says, all right, guys, just set up camp here. Man, That's like suicide. You're telling us to commit suicide. You're telling us to just stop and let them catch us. But that's what God said to do. And if we'll learn, see, here's the problem. Sometimes we want to say, God, here's my prayer request. Now let me give you three good ways to answer it. I saw a sign in my doctor's office one day. It said, good morning, this is God. Today I'll be handling all of your problems. I won't need your help. Have a good day. You ever thought about sometimes we want to try to help some? Let me tell you, y'all got some problems here that you're faced with. You got a building you need to build. And you don't have any money to build it. You got trailers you need to move. You don't want to have to move them. You got ministry you need to do that you don't always have the money to do. You have situations that you do. But what I want you to know this is that God will help you through that if you'll trust God. If you'll say, God, this is what you've led us to do. See, God's not going to lead us anywhere that the grace of God won't take care of us. Verse three, uh, the Bible said this For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they are bewildered by the hand of the wilderness, and the wilderness has closed them in. I want to stop right there for a minute. This is what Pharaoh was saying. God, God says, Moses, you tell them to go ahead and set up camp right here, at the, right here at the edge of the sea. I know the soldiers are coming. I know the desert's this way. I know the desert's that way. But you tell them, and old Pharaoh's going to say this. Boy, the children of God, they're, in, they're bewildered. They're caught. They're suckers. I got them. You see, Pharaoh only had the power that God allowed him to have. Pharaoh didn't have anything. He was about to lose his whole army. You see, God knows where you are. He knows your hurt. He understands your heartbreak. He understands everything that you're faced with. And you can take these problems to him and see exactly where we are or how to get out of it. Verse 4, he said, Then I'll harden Pharaoh's heart so that he will pursue them, and I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over his army. And the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord, and they did so. Verse 5 says, Now it was told that the king of Egypt, uh, that the people that had fled, and the heart of Pharaoh and his servants was turned against the people, that they said, Why have we done this? Why have we let them go? So he decides to go back and get them, and that's what he was going to do, to get them back. So what I want you to know is like I said a moment ago, Realize that God knows right where you are. Janet Pascal wrote a song one time called God Will Make a Way. and said if you never had a problem, you wouldn't know that God could solve them. So what I want you to know is this. The Bible says God cried unto the people. You got a problem? Now, a lot of you raised your hand and said, you got problems. you got a problem, take it to God. Our problem is this. We want to take it to Dr. Phil. We want to take it to Oprah. We want to take it to Dr. Oz. We want to take it to Dr. Seuss. We want to take somebody. But the Bible says that the people of God had a problem, and it was a problem too big for them to handle. So they cried out unto the Lord, and then the Bible said, and the Lord heard them. You see, God cares. God thinks you're awesome. You know, the fact, the Bible says this. I want you to to think about this. The Bible says that we as God's people, I love this, are the apple of God's eye. And if you're the apple of God's eye, he likes you a whole bunch. You know, God doesn't like Billy Graham any more than he does you. And he cares about the problem that you're faced with. He cares about the problems In your marriage. He cares about the problems with your kids. He cares about the problems with your parents. He cares about the problems with your addiction. He cares about the problems in your financial situation. He cares about the problems on your job. This year, learn to take those problems to God. And give it to Him and say, God, this is bigger than I am. God, I don't know what to do with it. The Bible says, It was a day in trouble, and he sought the Lord. And when we seek the Lord, he comes through for us. Um, The Bible said about, the psalmist said this. Let let, let me flip over to to the book of Psalms for a minute and read something to you. And uh, I want to read from Psalms chapter 77. Something that's pretty cool for you to have here. You'll need this. In Psalm 77, the psalmist was writing, and this is what he said. I cried to God with my voice, to my God with my voice, and he gave me ear. In the day of trouble, I sought the Lord. This is what I want us to learn to do for the year 2017. You got problems, guys? Take it to the Lord. You got a problem, ladies? Take it to the Lord you got a problem. Take it to the Lord. Cry out unto the Lord. And the Bible says he hears our cry. The next thing he said in verse 3, he said, I remembered God and was troubled. I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. Then he said in verse 4, he said, you hold my eyelids open. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. You ever been there? Let me tell you something. When that doctor looks you straight in the eyes and says, we got to do surgery right now, get your family on the way in, yeah, you don't know what to say. Yeah, you're troubled and can't speak. You see, I've gone through problems, and I can tell you this. The problems that I've gone through in my life have prepared me to do what I do right now. I'm so happy with my life. I absolutely love what I do. I love the ministry God's called me to do. I enjoy what I do. I love people anyway. Those of you who know me know that. I love to have fun. I don't take life real serious simply because you're not going to get out of it alive anyway. I take the ministry serious. I take people serious. I take helping people serious. But you know what? The thing I went through with that church that voted me out on that Sunday morning when the chairman and deacons looked at me after they finished counting, he said, you didn't make it, preacher. Now, a lot of y'all went through that with me. Now Our pastor here will tell you that he doesn't know anybody when they get excited that shouts any louder than I do. But on the other hand, he'll tell you that he doesn't know anybody when they're down in the valley, cries any harder than I do. Been there, done that. You know what? I can tell you on this side of it, it's made me a better man. It's made me a better leader. It's made me a better pastor. It was ugly. It was nasty. It was hurtful. I felt like nobody liked me. I felt like I couldn't even get along with church folk. I felt like I must be terrible. I'll never make it as a pastor. But you know what? Now I'm in a situation where I absolutely love what I do. I walk in to help a church where their problems now, and, and they, they look at me, and, and whatever I tell them, it's amazing. Pastor, they don't always do this in churches, but whatever I say is okay. There's such a, the last church I just served for two years, then I brought the former pastor back in there, he should have never left to start with, great guy, great church, brought him back in, he's serving over there now as pastor, having a great time. They know I have the experience, they know I have the training for this ministry, they know I have the education, and they listen, and I'm loving what God's got me doing, and um, What's funny is when we first decided to do it, we bought this big old motorhome, and some of you saw it. We had it parked out here for a while. We hit the road in it and took off. I mean, it wasn't a new one, but it was sufficient. And uh, my, my daughter, Morgan, and a lot of you remember when she was born, she said, Dad, this is so embarrassing. What am I going to tell my friends when they say, Where's, How's your mom and dad doing? Well, they're homeless. They live in a camper. I said, Baby, that's not a camper. So now we've traded it off, we've got a a larger fifth wheel now, so we just roll into where we want to go, and uh, we enjoy serving God. God knows where you are in your problems. God knows what's going on in your life. I want to give you a couple other things from Psalm 77 too. In in verse uh, 4, he said, "'I've considered the days of old and the years of ancient times,' this is what I want you to do. When you think about your problems this week are so great, you don't know what to do. You don't know how you're going to get through. You don't know how you're going to make it through. Think about the problems in the Bible that you saw God deliver His people through. Think about the problems that you like. Can I just tell you, I, I promise you, the best thing that could ever happen to me was to be voted out of that church. I didn't see it then. But it's prepared me to do what I do now. That was over 20 years ago now. You see, Consider the times of old. Think about all the blessings you've seen God do, the deliverances of God's people you saw him do to help their lives. And say, you know what? I'm going to take this problem to God that I have, and he's going to help me through it too. And he said in verse 6, I call remembrance my song in the night. I meditate within my heart, and my spirit makes diligent search. Folks, I want you to know that God does care, and he will. Come through. He will answer your blessings, uh, your prayers. He will bless your life. I've been there, done that. I've seen it so many times. The Red Sea may roll. The desert may entrap us. The enemy may come against us. But God will make the impossible be the possible so many times. I remember this very church, with those rickety buses, I don't remember what we paid for them, Pastor, but it wasn't much. They were some junky buses. They'd backfire and pop and sputter. And we put them in back, his backyard over there. I told you where while go and, and paint them. We'd run those things around these neighborhoods, and we'd fill them up with kids. And we, we've seen things go. I remember when we built that building back there, the very first building. It was cold. We'd come in here and hang from the rafters and paint stuff and spray stuff in there. and Get it done. Sometimes there were times that we wondered, how in the world are we going to pay for this? but well, God had led us to do it, and, and it worked. But now God's told Moses to go count by the Red Sea. And it seemed like that was sudden destruction for them. But they had to do what God wanted them to do. Now, the, I want you to jot this down too. Acknowledge your enemy, but keep your eye on the Lord. You see, the enemy hates you, the enemy hates me. Just as he said in Exodus 14, 3, he said, For Pharaoh will save the children of Israel... They're entangled in the land and the wilderness to shut them in. Don't ever underestimate the power of the devil. The devil is gonna, The devil hates you. He doesn't like you. He'll never walk up and say, hey, man, I'm the devil. I'm here to wreck your marriage. I'm here to wreck your life. I'm here to wreck your money. I'm here to wreck everything. No, he's going to walk up there and say, you know what? It ain't that bad. Everybody does it. Everybody's doing this. Man, go ahead. It's fine. No big deal. He'll tell you to say, yeah, you need to get saved, but not now. Get saved later. Enjoy life right now, baby. Have a good time. You see, you need to acknowledge our enemy, but keep your eye on the Lord. And that's exactly what Moses needed to do there. He needed to acknowledge Pharaoh and his army, but keep your eye on the Lord. And when you keep your eye on the Lord, then you're going to move in the right direction. See, the devil is a great deceiver and destroyer, and that's what he wants to do to you, this church, and everything you stand for. You see, the children of Israel seemed defenseless against Pharaoh, but Pharaoh said they're going to be circled in, and we're going to get them, but God knew the plan. God knew the outcome. God knew the future. The next thing I want you to jot down is just pray about this year. Pray about what's going on in your life. Pray about what your problems And listen, some of you are worried about your jobs. Had a guy call me one day, said, Preacher, I need you to pray for me. I'm fixing to lose my job. I make $200,000 a year. And all of us within the company about to get fired That make over $200,000 a year, several of us. And they're going to fire us and bring the younger guys in, and they going to cut us all loose. Now, this particular guy just didn't want to lose his job. He didn't need the money. He's a multimillionaire from stock splitting and stuff in the company and bonuses he'd gotten. And now he's, he, he did get fired. But she said, you know, I don't, I'm not worried about the money. He said, I still want to lose my job. Now he's working for a much smaller company doing the same thing and hates it. But you know what? He's still serving the Lord. The Lord's come through. The Lord's blessed him. His kids have graduated from college now. Everything's going well. But he turned to God when he had a problem. He didn't try to handle it on his own. He didn't go to the talk show host. He didn't go to everything there. Whatever your trouble is, you can take it to the Lord. So, our problems, when we have problems, we've got two options. We can panic or we can pray. You don't fix things by panicking. You don't fix things by worrying. You don't fix things by wringing your hands and fretting. You fix things by saying, God, here's my situation. God, I don't know what to do. God, I'm at a a crossroads where, Lord, if you don't show up in my life, God, I'm in trouble. Lord, God, I need you to step in here. God, this is too big for me. God, I'm overwhelmed, as the psalmist said. Lord, I just don't know what to do now. Moses got down there, and all the people were upset about him leading them out there anyway. And this is what Moses told them. They'd been running from the Egyptian army. And he said, hey, stand still. Do nothing. And see the salvation of the Lord. For the Egyptians you, this is Exodus 14, for the Egyptians you see now, you will never see them again after today because God knew they were going to swallow them up. He's going to swallow them up in the sea. You see, our problem sometimes is standing still and trusting God to get us through the situation. Now, let me tell you this. God never said, I'm going to get you out of it, but he said, I'll get you through it. God doesn't always get us out of situations, but he gets me through them. You see, you can panic, panic, or you can pray. Panic is fear. To pray is to trust. The next thing I want you to jot down is stay calm and give God time to work. Because here's the verse I was telling you. Exodus chapter 14, verses 13 and 14. And Moses said to the people, Fear ye not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord which he will show you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today... You shall see them no more again forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and you shall still uh, hold your peace. Sometimes we want to help God. He doesn't need our help. He's a great big God. He can handle it. You see, if we'll just give God time to work it out on His way, it's amazing. He's really an on-time God. He'll take care of it. He knows perfectly well what we need. He knows perfectly well our situation. And the last thing I want to give you this morning is simply this. When you're unsure, just take that next step of faith. I don't know how I'm going to handle this. I don't know how I'm going to work through this. And I believe this, this Pastor, this may even be a word from God for you from this verse I'm about to read. Because Moses, God looks at Moses. Moses looks at God. And this is what God said to him. Verse Chapter 14, verse 15. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. Solid Rock Baptist Church, I'll tell you today that God wants you to move forward. He didn't just come and get us here to sit and get fat on the scripture and sit and and just sing the songs and praise and come to church and do the church thing. He put us here to reach people for Jesus Christ. You you have a great congregation here. You have a great facility here. Folks, it's time for the church to always to move forward all across America and follow their pastors and reach people for Jesus Christ. Some of them just need to get out and knock on doors. Some of them need to go build. Y'all need to do that. I know your situation. I say, y'all do, we do. I'm a member here too. I moved my membership back here. So this is my home church. I'm, I'm the sorriest church member y'all have because I ain't never here. Uh, but I'm pastoring, and I'm preaching every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, every Wednesday night, and I'm putting out fires as we need to put them out. I'm dealing with what we have to deal with in the church where I am. But I want you to know, God says, hey, we don't have to go cry to Him. Just get the people to move forward. Get the people to do it. There's never a trial that He's not there. There's never a burden that He doesn't bear. There's never a sorrow that He doesn't share. There's... And every moment by moment, we're under his care. Do you understand that? Do you understand that whatever your problem is today, that if you'll just say, God, here I am. I need you. I can't do this. You've got a great year coming up to serve the Lord. The best of your life is ahead of you for this church. This is what some of you may need to do today to be involved and know that you're doing. This is what I've seen people do. During times of invitation, when you give an invitation, I've seen people come down the aisle and they, lay, they get down here on their knees and they pray, Lord, I just come to lay this problem on the altar and give it to you. And They get up and they turn around and pick it back up and take it on back to the sea. I want to help you today to come up here and say, God, I've carried this burden for years. God, I'm tired of carrying this burden. Lord, I'm not carrying it anymore. Come down here and lay it on the altar. Say, God, I'm fearful because of this situation I'm faced with. But for 2017, Lord, I'm going to let you get me through this. Now, a lot of you raised your hands this morning and said you had some problems. A lot of you didn't have your didn't raise your hands. You all got problems too. We all have some type of problems in our life. Today, I want to encourage you, and I've not preached much about being I not about being saved today. I've preached to the church today. To get the church motivated, to get the church excited, to get the church fired up, to get the church saying, we're going to trust God for this new building we've got to have. We're going to trust God for more people, and I'm going to do my part. And I'll ask you this one question, and we'll be done. If you, if every church member were just like you, what kind of church would you have? So today, if you need to come to the altar and say, God, I, I just, I had not been trusting you. Lord, I want to trust you to get me through my problems. Lord, I want to trust you to get me through my situations, to be what you want me to be. Lord, I want to trust you with my life for 2017, to make me the man or woman and for God that I need to be. That I want you to come this morning during the invitation time. Maybe you need to come and say, you know what? I've never even been saved. I I need to trust Christ as my Savior today. I want to ask Christ into my life. I want to be saved. I want to know for sure when I die, I'm going to heaven. Today, if you need to come, this altar be open. I'm going to ask our pastor to come and stand with us as we pray. Every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around, no one moving around right now. If you would, just let God speak. Father God, Lord, there are people in this room today that have...